want to welcome you to Quality Christian Living. Today we're in podcast number 202, and I am your host, David Friend. Today we're continuing our discussion on abundant living and what it means to be an overcomer, so I've entitled today's podcast, How to Start Living an Abundant and Overcoming Life. Well, I want to get into that. Matter of fact, I'm excited about it. Put a lot of effort and time into this, but I don't want to go into this without praying and asking for the Holy Spirit's guidance and direction. So let's do that today. Heavenly Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus, our Lord and Savior. And I pray now that you would help me to teach this podcast and bring it forth to those who are seeking maybe a more abundant life or try to understand what it means to be an overcomer or maybe to get some information to, that they can share with other people. So I pray that you would bless it. And I invite the Holy Spirit in to come in now and take control, take charge of this podcast and take me into the areas that you want me to go and keep me away from those things that are not of value in this particular podcast. I thank you for what you've done in the past. Holy Spirit is here to guide us and take us through it. Thank you for that in advance and I give you praise for it, Lord. I ask your guidance and direction in all that we do today and open up the hearts, minds of those who are listening in. And I'll be careful to give you the praise for it. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. This new series that we're on dealing with abundant living and what it means to become an overcomer has been received very well and I'm thankful for that. So we're going to continue to be in it for a while until the Holy Spirit tells me to go off into a new direction. But I just want this to bless you today and I pray that if you're not living that abundant life that you'll see some insight today and have some ideas to understand how you can have that in your life. And if you don't know what it is to be an overcomer or maybe you are challenged with that, that this will bless you and help you in that area. So let's just get into today's lesson. And I know I know God's going to bless you and I thank him for it in advance. Now in this podcast series on abundant living and living an overcoming life, I need to do more than just say that the Bible tells us to live abundantly and to be an overcomer. That's wonderful and that's great. And that's what we have to hear in the word of God. But if I just leave it at that, it's like telling people that they need to get out of debt, yet never showing them how to do that. It always kind of bothered me when I would go to a church or visit a church and the pastor would be up there talking about things like he would say, well, I I want you to be debt free and I want you to become a tither and I want you to handle to do this and to do that and then not offer something to help people understand how that can happen in their lives. And so I want to be sure I don't miss that. And and in this podcast, I have a goal in this podcast is to provide a step-by-step plan to achieve abundance and be an overcomer in our lives. Now, allow me to give you a a plan with several vital steps. Now, are you ready? I want you to clear out your mind. I want you to get rid of any thoughts of negativity or wondering how this can happen in your life or that maybe you don't understand what abundant living is all about. Or maybe you are living that abundant life and maybe you are a, a wonderful overcomer. Maybe this teaching today will help you get some new material that you can share with other people. So I believe today, today we have a lot of stuff to cover and I believe that this is going to be for you, whether you live that abundant life or whether you don't. So here's step number one. Never stop praying. And if we don't pray, then start now. Now, it's easy to say that, but the only way that we'll start praying is if we set a time and set a place and make it a part of every day. I have a tendency to wake up in the morning and right after I have my breakfast in the morning, I have a devotional that I read and then I pray over the needs of people that I know and I 
That's something I do every single morning. It works for me. Now, it may not work for you, so you need to set up a time and a place to do that. And then before I go to bed at night, there's another group of people that I want to pray for and needs that I want to pray for, so I bring those to the Lord before I go to sleep at night. Now, that just works for me, and I'm not saying I have all the answers to it, but I know that we need to pray if we want to live an overcoming life. Now, we all know that Jesus is the ultimate example of being an overcomer, of living the abundant life, yet look at all the stuff he went through, all of his challenges, all the things that faced him, and he really needed the strength of the Holy Spirit in his life. And people say, well, he was Jesus, so therefore he would already have that. Well, he was both God and man. Jesus knew what it was like for people to disappoint him, for people to hurt him. Jesus knew what it was like to get angry. Jesus knew what it was like to wonder if God had deserted him or not. And we'll cover that and talk about those things and see how it can help all of us to live an overcoming life. Jesus was a man of prayer through his entire life. He prayed for others. He prayed for challenges. And he even prayed for himself. And he did that often. Now, the greatest example, I think, example of his personal prayers was in the Garden of Gethsemane. So I want to read that scripture to you. And let's get into that and see how Jesus prayed and what the result was. Now, because Jesus was God, obviously, in the flesh, he knew what was coming, but he also needed, because of the man that was in him, he knew he needed to pray. So it says here in Luke chapter 22, verse 39 through, I think, 45. We'll read several verses here in the New Living Translation. It's about Jesus praying on the Mount of Olives. Then he accompanied, it says in verse 39, then he accompanied by the disciples, Jesus left the upstairs room and went as usual to the Mount of Olives. I like what it says, as usual. That means that Jesus was continually going out to pray. And you'd say, well, he was God. Why would he need to pray? Well, because he's teaching us how to pray and why to pray and giving us an example of how we can handle the trials and challenges of in our, li- in our life. So it says, and, and went as usual to the Mount of Olives. There he told them, you see, he told his disciples, pray that you will not give in to temptation. He said, you know, I want you to pray for a while. So he walked away about a stone's throw away and he knelt down and prayed. And in verse 42, listen to this. Father, if you are willing, please take this cup of suffering away from me. Yet I want your will to be done and not mine. Jesus knew what was coming. He knew that he was going to be crucified the next day. He knew that he would go through agony, physical agony, emotional agony, and feel that his father had even deserted him. So he got down in his the weakness that he had, the fact that he was fully man and fully God, but that weakness in his heart, he said, I'll repeat it, Father, if you are willing, please take this cup of suffering away from me. You see, that reminds me of how we go through challenges. You know, we are faced with a challenge. Maybe it's a bad diagnosis at the doctor. I know that I've had some terrible diagnoses of cancer and and incurable diseases and things that have hit my body from time to time. As a businessman, I remember challenges of facing meeting payroll and meeting the expenses involved in the business and praying that God would help us to sell the home so that we could then continue to build. As a pastor, I remember all the challenges that we face and there were lots of them. Challenges in our life and the lives of those who went to the church and the church's finances and all the things that we faced when the city was against us and all these sufferings. And I would have liked to pray, Lord, could you just take all this away from me so that I don't have to go through this stuff? But you see, that's not how it works. You see, 
The Bible tells us that though I walk through the valley of death, though I go through the valley, see, you won't leave me or forsake me. The Bible tells us that you have to go through things. It doesn't say that God will take us around things. Oh, he can if he wants to, but it says that we must go through the trials of life in order to understand how to have the victory. And so Jesus knew that. He says, if you could just take this away, that'd be great. And I know a lot of us feel the same way. Lord, if you could just take this away from me, it would be awesome. So why don't you just do that? But we, it doesn't happen. Usually it doesn't. And so Jesus said that. He said, yet I want your will to be done, not mine. So Jesus knew that God's will was for for Jesus to go through the trials, go through the challenges, go through the sufferings, and then he'd be victorious. Let's read verse 43. Then an angel from heaven appeared and strengthened him. Listen to that. When he needed help, God sent an angel down to strengthen him. Verse 44. He prayed more fervently, it says, and he was in such agony of spirit that his sweat fell to the ground like great drops of blood. Jesus went into fervent, intense prayer for the need that he had. Verse 45, at last he stood up again and returned to the disciples. Listen to this, only to find them asleep, exhausted from grief. Why are you sleeping, he says. He says, get up and pray so that you will not give into temptation. Jesus knew if we wanted to live an overcoming life, if we wanted to live life and live it more abundantly, we needed to pray. And this is a teaching that we need to understand, one that's so crucial to us. You know, this teaching reminds me of the teaching that I read in a book written by R.A. Torrey. He was a great man. He lived from 1856 and died in 1928. R.A. Torrey. You might want to pick up one of his books, some of his material. It's still available to this day. You know, he was a, a pastor. Torrey was a pastor, an evangelist, an author, a teacher, and he gave us a quote about Jesus that's very powerful. Let me read it to you about Jesus and he prayed and how he prayed. He wrote these words about Jesus praying. He said this, Jesus prayed early in the morning as well as all night. He prayed both before and after great events in his life. And he prayed when life was unusually busy. See, when there were times were hectic and you know we, we say, well, we don't have time to pray. Well, Jesus had a very busy schedule, but he always found time in order to pray. And we need to do that. We need to understand if we want to live the abundant life and an overcoming life, we've got to find time. That's why I said earlier in this podcast, find a time, find a place and be committed to it and just do it. And if something tries to stop you from getting into that time of prayer, then I mean, there's emergencies and there's things that come up and maybe that time may not work every single day, but get back into that time slot, get back into that location and take your request to God and you watch and see how the abundant living and overcoming living will be in your life. Now, if Jesus prayed to be an overcomer, then so must we. Prayer is the most important step we must take to live an abundant, overcoming life. All right, let's take step number two in order to live that abundant life and know what it is to be an overcomer. Number two is to read God's promises. Now, you say, yeah, I know. I've heard that before. I'm supposed to pray. I'm supposed to read the word of God. Well, that's true, and and we've got to do that in our life, but there's there's a way to understand how prayer is effective in our life and, and how reading God's word is effective. So let me give you a few promises that are found in the word of God as I read and comment, I believe the Holy Spirit can influence all of us to claim the promises we find in God's Word. I believe that as I read that some of you may hear a scripture that will touch your heart and your mind, and it'll change you. I, I believe in that. That's one of the reasons I believe in every day getting the Word of God out and reading something. Sometimes it may only be for a minute or two. Other times it's longer than that. And of course, there's times when I spend hours in it because of preparing for these podcasts or teaching someplace or when I'm writing my books. I need to spend a lot of time in the Word of God. But 
every single day we need to get some of God's word into our heart, into our life, so that we can understand what it is to live abundantly and live that overcoming, powerful, wonderful life that God has provided for us. I'm going to be reading from James chapter 1, verses 19 through, I think, 25 in the New Living Translation. So I'd like you to listen to this carefully because this is a very important part of today's podcast on how to live that overcoming life. Once again, James chapter 1, verse 19, New Living Translation. Understand this, my dear brothers and sisters, you must all be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. Now, I'm going to stop right there, because if we want to live an overcoming life and have abundant living, we've got to be good listeners. When I counsel people, I've been a pastor for 20 years, and during that time, I did an awful lot of spiritual, biblical counseling. And when I listened well, it seemed like things went so much better. If I would sit and listen to a person, I would have a one-hour meeting with them scheduled, and I would try so hard to listen as much as possible for the first 30 minutes. Basically, just let them talk and let me explain and explain to me what they're going through, what their needs are. Just keep them moving along so that I understood exactly where we were to go. So the Word of God tells us to do that. So we need to be good listeners, and then it says we need to be slow to speak. So don't so quickly jump into the middle of something and start making comments about people when we're not aware of the circumstances. And it says, and slow to get angry. So therefore, there's some advice on how to live a good, stable life. Verse 20, human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. Verse 21, so get rid, listen to this, of all the filth and evil in your lives. That's one of the reasons I like the New Living Translation, because it speaks right where we live, right where we understand exactly what God's talking about. So get rid of all the filth and all the evil in your lives and humbly accept the word God has planted in your hearts for it has the power to save your souls. Now, if the Word of God has power to save our souls, then it certainly has power to help us live an abundant life and to be an overcomer. Verse 22, listen to this, but don't just listen to God's Word. Well, I'll tell you this, I want to ring this to you. I want to kind of push this into your heart and your mind right now. Please listen to the Word of God. It's one thing to read it, but it's another thing to read and listen, to think what God is telling us. What is He saying? What's he? How is He helping me in my life? If you just read and read and read and read, and don't listen to it and hear what God's Word is telling us, then we just won't get the answers that we're looking for. So what great advice that is in verse 22. But don't just listen to God's Word. You must do what it says. So therefore, we listen so we know what to do and then we do it. You see, when we do what God's Word says, our life will change. If we're not living that abundant life, we're just not listening enough to the Word of God and not doing enough of what God's Word tells us to do. Verse 22 goes on to say, Otherwise, you are only fooling yourselves. So listen to that. It says here that if you don't listen to God's word and you don't do what it says, you're only fooling yourselves. You're saying, well, I read the Bible every day. But you see, if we're not listening to it and we're not doing what it tells us to do, then we're basically just fooling ourselves. Verse 23, for if you listen to the word and don't obey, it is like glancing at your face in a mirror. Verse 24, you see yourself, you walk away and forget what you look like. Verse 25, But if you look carefully into the perfect law that sets you free, and if you do what it says and don't forget what you heard, then God will bless you for doing it. 
That's just so awesome. It reminds me of what the Apostle Paul said in his teaching one time. He says, I know what to do. He says, but many times, even though I know what to do, I don't do it. And while I'm not doing what I should be doing, I go ahead and do it anyways. And then he talks about what a wretched person he is because he's basically saying that he gets into the flesh. And that happens to all of us. We've got to understand what it is to listen and to do the Word of God. And if we learn to do that, then we know that God will bring forth the life that we want, that overcoming life. Now let's move on to step number three. To live an abundant and overcoming life, when we wake up each day, we need to approach every day with an anticipation and an expectation of something good is going to happen today. Now, I realize that may seem a little difficult for some of you who get up with a lot of trials. Maybe you'll wake up and your back is hurting you or your legs are hurting you or you got a headache or you've got migraines or you're facing a lot of challenges in the day. But even in the midst of all that, we should still wake up with anticipation that God is going to do something wonderful. This is the day that the Lord has made. I shall rejoice and be glad in it should be our banner. Now, I'm not saying I say that every single day, but I'm one of those people that when I wake up in the morning, I'm looking forward to the day and I hope that you are. Please forgive me by using myself as a reference, but sometimes I don't have any other choice because I know who I am. And I know I got my failings. I know I've got my weaknesses. I know that God has forgiven me and lifts me up. And when I fall, he picks me up again. I know that when I make a mistake, he forgives me and I move on. But that's the God that I live. And I want all of us to remember not to beat yourself up. When you wake up in the morning, say, oh no, another day. We need to say, Lord, what's in this day? What's going to happen in this day? And be positive and be excited about it. And that we need to face each day with a positive attitude. We can turn our trials into triumphs and I believe that. So let me read a little scripture real quickly here. It's found in Joshua chapter 3 and verse 5. It was something I ran across that I thought was very encouraging. It says this, Then Joshua said to the people, Consecrate yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. He was giving encouragement. Now, if you want to be a person to live abundantly, then we need to learn how to encourage others. Because as we encourage others, that encouragement comes back to us. When we tell people you can do it and God's for you and God's going to bless you and you can live that wonderful overcoming life and that abundant living. When you say those things, do you know it's flowing right back into our spirit? Because when we give out, as the Bible says, it comes back, pressed down, shaken together and running over, God will pour out a blessing in us. So speak about abundant things and positive things and watch others change and watch yourself change internally and spiritually. Let's go now to step number four. If we have any past problems with someone, we need to apologize to them. Because if we have unforgiveness against others, you know, God won't bless us. It kind of reminds me of the story of a couple that went to our church. And it was a wonderful couple. They're a very loving couple. And they were so helpful. I mean, they helped everybody in the church. They were constantly out there feeding hungry people and going out to housing areas where people needed their homes, their yards cleaned up. And they would work on that. Just hardworking, wonderful people, servants of the Lord, faithful to church, tithers of their finances. It was wonderful. Great couple. And one day I preached a message on unforgiveness and that we need to forgive. And I just preached a regular message. I used the scriptures that pastors use and I talked about how important it is that God wants us to be forgiving people because he has instructions in his word about that. Well, at the end of the sermon, I thought it went over very well. People gave their heart to Jesus when I gave the altar call and I thought it went very well. But when we saw this couple as I walked out of the church, he walked up to me, the man of that family said, well, pastor, we love coming here, but this will be our last Sunday. We won't be coming back. And I said, well, I'm sorry, but what did I say? Was there something? 
I didn't mean to hurt you or offend you. He said, oh, it's not you. He said, but the sermon was on unforgiveness. And I just want to let you know, there's a family that hurt my family deeply and I can't forgive them. He he started to get very angry. He Not at me, but he was angry. He says, and he, guys, you could see his teeth were gritting his teeth and, and his fists were quenched. And he said, when I think about them, I just cannot release that and, and give forgiveness to them. I'll never forgive them. And then he looked at me, he says, I'll take my unforgiveness of them to my grave. I cannot get over it. And so if you're going to talk about forgiveness, I'm, I won't be around here anymore. And he left the church. Now, isn't that sad? Let's look at God's word and see what he has to say about forgiveness. In Matthew chapter 6, Jesus is speaking here. It's in the New Living Translation. And I'm going to be reading from verse 9, I think all the way to 15. Jesus basically looks at his disciples and those people that are around him. And he's teaching about giving to the needy. And he's talking about prayer and fasting and talking about the life that we should live. And then he says this in verse 9. And as soon as I start saying the first couple words, you'll understand the reference I'm giving you. It's found in Matthew chapter 6, verse 9. Jesus said, pray like this. Our Father in heaven, may your name be kept holy. May your kingdom come soon. May you your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today the food we need and forgive us of our sins as we forgive those who have sinned against us. And don't let us yield to temptation, but rescue us from the evil one. Verse 14, if you forgive those who sin against you, your heavenly Father will forgive you. But if you refuse to forgive others, your Father will not forgive you. Man, I'll tell you, that just makes me breathe heavy and think about with sadness how that family left the church. And that was many years ago and how they were living a life wrapped up in unforgiveness and they could not live that abundant overcoming life because of that. So I read all that to say this, that if you want to live the abundant life and an overcoming life, we must have a forgiving heart and forgive those who trespassed against us. And in Ephesians chapter 4 verse 32, it says this, be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other just as in Christ God forgave you. So if any of you are out there and you're struggling with that situation in your life and there's someone who's offended you or that you have some unforgiveness with, I just pray even now that you would ask God to lift that from you. And then when this podcast is over, I'd call them, I'd text them, I'd email them. I would do something to tell them that you just love them so much and you're sorry for anything that you've done and ask for forgiveness. And you might say, well, yeah, but they're the ones that are at fault. That doesn't matter. If they're at fault, you should offer that forgiveness front and ask for forgiveness of what you've done to them. Even if you didn't do anything, it could set them free. And isn't it really worth it? I mean, what difference does it make if you didn't do it, but you still say, I'm sorry, because it's crucial that we do that in order to give people the opportunity to live that abundant overcoming life. Now, let me give you a step number five. It's certainly not the last step to living abundant living or living an overcoming life, but these are five steps I think that are the most crucial ones. Step number five says this, be thankful for the good things that have happened in our life. I realize now that we have all experienced difficult things in life, but we have also had good experiences. If we are a Christian and have been forgiven of our sins, we have so much to be thankful for. We are free from our sins. We've been forgiven. We've been given eternal life with Jesus Christ. And when we receive that, I mean, just that alone, which is the most important thing we can have is our salvation, our relationship with Jesus Christ. If we have that in our life, then we need to be thankful. And when we're thankful, we'll have a heart that will be open up to the blessings of God, that we can receive that abundant life. We can receive that life that's overcoming and powerful. I have a scripture I want to close this particular podcast with. It's found in Psalm 106, just a few verses. I think it's one through five. I'm going to read it a little bit slower because I want you to soak it in. I want you to receive 
receive it. I want you to place this in your heart, and I believe God will help this teaching and help each and every one of us to live even a more abundant life and more of an overcoming life than we are already living. It's found in the 106th Psalm, verse number one in the New Living Translation. Praise the Lord. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. See, that's that's good enough reason alone just to thank God because he's good. His faithful love endures forever. Listen to that. Verse two, who can list the glorious miracles of the Lord? Who can ever praise him enough? There is joy for those who deal justly with others and always do what is right. Remember me, Lord, when you show favor to your people, come near and rescue me. See, that's the psalmist. He's writing those words for himself. He's saying, remember me, God. He says, when you show favor to your people, come near to me. I want to be included in that. So it says, and rescue me. Verse five, let me share in the prosperity of your chosen ones. Let me rejoice in the joy of your people. Let me praise you with those who are your heritage. So we serve an amazing God, a loving God, a God who cares so much for us that he gave his son to die for us, for the forgiveness of our sins. He sacrificed his son. He was amazing to think what he did. I just can't comprehend in my wildest imagination that I would ever sacrifice a child of mine for someone else. But God's love, I mean, I just could never do that. But God's love is so powerful that that's what he did for us. If you've never given your life to Jesus Christ, then I'm going to take a moment now and ask you to pray this short little prayer and receive the forgiveness of God and restart to open up then to receive the abundance and the overcoming life that he wants to give us. If you've never given your life to Christ, just repeat this prayer. Say, Father, I need you. I need a savior. I need you to forgive me because I've sinned, God, and I'm sorry of my sins. I repent of my sins. I ask you to forgive me, Lord, and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. I believe that Jesus is the Son of God. He gave his life for me. He was crucified and resurrected, and he sits at the right hand of the Father. So this day, I accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, and I promise to serve him all the days of my life. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I'm telling you, that's the greatest prayer you can ever pray. Now, if you know Jesus and you've given your heart to him, you might never forget to use that prayer to ask people if their heart is right with God. See, if you're trying to help and encourage people to live an abundant life and live an overcoming life, that's wonderful. But if they're not Christians, they're never going to really understand what abundant living is all about. They're not going to understand what overcoming is. Oh, they might have successes in business. They might have success in finances and those types types of things, but they'll never live the abundant overcoming life unless they're a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ. So I pray that you'll do that. I'm going to close with prayer for you, for all of you, those who are Christians, and pray that God will bless you to receive this this teaching today. Father, I thank you once again for the opportunity you've given me to share from your word. Father, this lesson, Lord, that has been very inspiring to me, Lord, this lesson on abundant living and living an overcoming life. I pray now that you would bless those who've listened in today that if they're struggling in their issues, Lord, that they would take the teachings that were given in this podcast today and apply them to their heart. Lord, that they would never stop praying and find a place to prayer and a time to pray. Lord, that they would receive strength when they read your word, Father, and listen to it and let it be applied to their life and then do it. And Father, that they would approach each day with anticipation and expectation of good things are going to happen in their life. I pray, Lord, that they would give forgiveness to others and then receive that forgiveness forgiveness back, Lord, and then walk with a free spirit. And Lord, I pray that they would be thankful, God, for what you've done in their life. 
And Father, I pray, Lord, what the great evangelist Oral Roberts said, something good is going to happen to you. He would say that every week on his TV show, Father, and I pray that something good will happen to those who've listened in today, and they would receive an abundant life and live that overcoming life, Father. And I'll thank you for it and give you the praise for it now. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Well, I hope this has been a blessing to you today. I hope it's given you some hope and strength for the future, and I believe that God is in it, and I know that his word is powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. And I thank you for that. And I just pray now that you'll be blessed as you continue listening to our podcast. I'll be continuing to teach on the topics of abundant living and overcoming living. And if you'd like to know more about the teachings in quality Christian living, you can go to my webpage at davidcfriendauthor.com. And if you go to my front page there, you'll find a link to the podcast that I've done through the Charisma Media Group. And I have 202 now podcasts that are downloaded there. You can go back and listen to the various topics. I've talked about subjects dealing with faith, with the gifts of the Spirit, the manifestations of the Holy Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit. Talked about prosperity, about spiritual and physical and financial prosperity. A lot of topics, a lot of things I believe that will be of help to you. In addition to that, when you're on my webpage, you can take a look at number of books that I've written there. There is a book entitled Experience the Joy of Debt-Free Living. That means how to get out of debt. Another dealing with generosity and what's in it for us as we give out and how God bless always blesses us back. I have a book there on faith entitled Receive Everything from what we call nothing. It's a concept to deal with calling forth those things that are not as though that they are and believing for those things in advance before we receive them. That's It's really a book that I believe God has blessed and anointed and I believe it'll be a big help to you. In addition to that, I have a couple of books I've written to help veterans who served in combat areas and non-combat areas. I believe it'll bless them. So you can get lots of information on my webpage. In addition to that, I'd like to remind you again to subscribe to my podcast on cpnshows.com or wherever you listen to your podcast. So I pray that God will provide an abundant life for you, an overcoming life. And I just thank God in advance for that happening in your life. My next podcast, number 203, is entitled, What is Included in Abundant Living? We're going to get into the area of understanding exactly what is the most important part about abundant living. And you know, you might say, well, abundant, I can understand what that is. It has to do with health and wealth and prosperity and all those things. Yeah, it does. But there's a lot of deeper meanings there that I want to bring to you. And I believe it's going to bless you. I know the Lord has helped me to put together a podcast that will reach in and touch people's hearts and help them see that they can live that abundant life and they can be an overcomer for the rest of their life. So I believe it's going to happen and I thank God in advance for it and I give him all the praise for it now. Once again, I thank you for listening in and I'd like to sign off with this. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. May he be gracious to you and give you peace. May you prosper and be in good health even as your soul prospers. So until next time, may God richly bless you with abundant living and an overcoming spirit. Oh, I thank the Lord for that in advance. Thank you once again for listening in today. God bless you.